Last night, for the students that are here, Pastor Samson spoke. And man, that was, talk about cut to the core. Talk about something that affected me. He invited us to embrace the mundane, to praise in the basic. Something that's so hard because like him, I'm addicted to the heights. I'm addicted to those mountaintops. And I loathe the mundane. I loathe the ordinary. But it, accepting and recognizing that in the mundane, in the ordinary, that is where your growth happens. That's where God works with us the most. But see, we've also been having this conversation of prayer. And to me, also praise here at Elevate. Pastor Michael talked about that secret place with Jesus last week. And looking at his life as the example, as well as Jesus' warning about letting those public prayers get to our head. About letting prayer become something about self-glorification. But rather finding that secret spot where we can talk to God alone and where he and, and we can bear our hearts where we can really see God moving, where we can come out of that prayer and say, God, it was you and me, and there was no other motives. There was no other reason. Pastor Anthony, last week for Elevate, he talked and challenged us by asking if we have taken off our masks lately. If we've been honest with the Father, even knowing that he will embrace us like the prodigal son every single time we return to him. But I want to continue this conversation. I want to continue where we left off. And I believe that God has impressed my heart with a message for at least one person, if not only just for myself. See, because you can be in the right place and still be in the wrong position. I can be in the right position, but still in the wrong posture. You can be in church and still be in the wrong position or posture to receive God's blessing or wisdom. I can be a senior theology major in my class still thinking that the position God plays is someone of a police officer, of someone looking and waiting for me to mess up. Maybe the position that you see yourself is distorted. Maybe your image in the position you see God in is distorted. But I want to clear out that confusion. Or better yet, I want to let the Holy Spirit guide us out of that confusion. Because I love Pastor Michael's analogy of learning, of this being a classroom, of us coming together to learn more about God so that we might draw closer to Him. Because it's a dynamic with preaching. And if you've ever had a class with me, you know that I ask a lot of questions. I'm probably, I know I'm pretty obnoxious. Um, but especially in my senior year, I'm like, hey, I'm paying 30K. I'm going to squeeze every bit of resource, every bit of knowledge out of these professors. And if you want to ask a question, well, man, throw up that hand. But this is the moment in the lecture, this is the moment in the sermon series when I got a lot of questions. And I'm saying, hold on. Before we move any further, before we get into some new topics or we get further along in this discussion, I need to understand how. That's me. I'm always asking, how's the application? What does this mean to my life? 
So what? I know a lot of people my age and younger can relate to that. I'm doing a math class. Man, what am I going to use this for? What am I going to use this for? And you're going to use it a lot. Believe me, you're going to use it. But this is even more so. This is where I raise my, my hand and I ask, but how? Lord, I want to do these things. Lord, I desire to have a new life. Lord, I want to be transformed. I want to leave the old me behind. But it's just not working. I don't get it. I don't understand. I understand what you're asking of me. Who are you to be asking of me? And I want to dispel that confusion. Because I want to submit to you that it's because of our position and our posture that so often we fail in being able to grasp who God is and what he's asking of us. Bow your heads with me. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, Lord, I am a babbler. And God, I ask at this moment, Lord, that you cease my tongue, Lord, that you would speak in my stead, Lord, that you would stand here on stage, Lord, and give me the words that I am to speak to your people. God, I ask that in this moment, Lord, that we begin to change and shift our position and posture into receiving your word, Lord, into receiving your word into our hearts. Lord, not just change our mindset, but Lord, change the position and posture of our heart. God, I thank you so much because I know you're going to speak powerfully. So Lord, speak. I pray all these things in the powerful name of Jesus. Amen. The artist, educator, and social justice advocate, Karita Kent, had something to say about position and posture. She said, to understand is to stand under, which is to look up, which is a good way to understand. Now see, when I first heard this, it was by my English teacher, senior year high school, and he would not let us leave the classroom until we could recite this back to him. You'd be mad nowadays because I can't recite it back without looking. But I want to say it again so you might understand as well. To understand is to stand under, which is to look up, to which is a good way to understand. When we put ourselves into a position of humility, we are able to not only understand our position, God's position, we are now in the position to receive the calling, the direction, the rest, the guidance, the transformation that Jesus offers to every single one of us. I want to take a look. We're going to go to that verse that we read, or we had the ladies read. It's going to be Matthew 5, verse 7. I want to take a look at that really quick. Because Jesus here, in verse 7, um, excuse me, uh, 6 verse 7. That's Matthew chapter 6, verse 7. Mercy if you need time. Amen if you're there. Silence and hopefully you're not asleep. Verse 7. And when you pray, do not use vain repetitions as the heathens do, for they think that they will be heard for their many words. See, Jesus here is giving an incorrect posture and position that heathens do in their prayers. 
Have you ever seen someone at the grocery store or in any kind of customer service interaction where the person is just ripping into them, where they are just yelling what they want and they don't even care what that person's saying, they're just angry, they're just letting it out, blah. And you're looking at that person, you're like, dude, you're not gonna get anything out of that. that the response that you want, you're not gonna get. And even when you get that response, how many of them, it's never enough. Oh, we'll take care of that. No, 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 I need, I need more. No, 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 it's not corrected. See, so often, we get in that way. We get in our own way by not understanding who it is that we talk to, who it, who it is that talks to us. And see, to me, what's being pointed out here in this verse is that Jesus is pointing out that these heathens are talking to these gods that not only don't exist, but that they do not have a relationship with. They don't even know who it is that they serve. They don't even know who it is to which they babble. But in and of itself, the babbling is nonsense. We look at them and we say, if only they change the way that they talk to them, don't they know that they're the only one who can get help? So much as it is with Jesus, is that we'll be open ears, we'll be open and willing to listen to everyone else, but the one who can truly offer what we desire, what we seek, healing, restoration, reconciliation, peace, the only one who can help is Jesus. And there's a lack of understanding of God's position because of bad position posture in these verses. And I've been subject to this too. I've been in bad position and posture. Position thinking that I didn't need God. That my condition wasn't as bad as it really was. Or even more so, that I was being complacent with God. That I was neither hot nor cold. That God wanted to work with me, but I wasn't giving him an opportunity to. Or maybe I was in the right position, but my mindset was, God, I've already been here. I've already talked to you. What's another meeting like this? What's another prayer gonna do me? But see, I can stand here right now and attest to you that there is power in prayer. There is transformation in prayer. And the spirit of prophecy tells us that when we pray, we do not bring God down to us, but that prayer brings us up to the Father. Talking about position and posture. I related to Andrea's story, those of you who heard it, about playing football, because I used to play football and I loved it. But one of the things I didn't love is getting called out for mistakes. And how many athletes do we have out there? You play sports, have played sports, got a few people. If you're embarrassed, that's okay. You have these athletes that are working so hard, but as you're going in the game, as you're trying to do what you've been taught, man, you just get caught up in the wrong spot. You're not in the place to make that play. You let that person blow by you and score that, that dunk or that layup where it was your responsibility, it was your job. I remember we used to have film after games 
And the worst thing was when I would mess up and coach would be like, Tarbox, what are you doing? You're out of position. You could have made the play. You could have saved the day. You could have been there for your team, but you were out of position. We'll keep on with it because I'm a big guy. I don't do a lot of cardio, but I like to lift weights. And part of lifting weights, man, if you have a bad posture, you're not going to be lifting weights long, especially once you get up to some big weight. You got to have the, the straight back, right? You got to have those knees at 90 degree angles. You got to make sure you're looking up, keeping that head up. You got to make sure you have that good posture. Otherwise, you're going to be crushed under that weight of responsibility. You feel me? Sometimes a position is with benefits in terms of a position of inequality, in terms of a CEO and the fry cook. Sometimes we are in a position where we have no say and we're just taking direction. But as we come here today on the Sabbath, seeking to draw closer to Jesus, the question that we ask and the question I want you to ask yourself is what is your posture with God? Now, some of you might be bright-eyed. Man, you just got baptized. You're like, Jesus, Lord, you're so good. Man, I'm so ready to take this walk. Some of you have been on this walk, and you've been hitting pitfall after pitfall, and you've been praying, and God hasn't been showing up the way you want. And so you got a cold shoulder to God now. And you say, Lord, I, I got nothing to say to you because I don't think you've been saying anything to me. Some of you got it all the way in the back. And you say, God, I, got, I don't want nothing to do with you. You can look at my back. Some of us are broken, and we can't even stand up to ask God for that help. But I'm going to tell you some of the worst ones, the worst positions and postures that get us in trouble. And one of those is that indifference is being like, I could care less whether I'm affected or not. All I'm doing is getting, making sure that I'm here at church, crossing off the dots so I can go home and say, man, I was a good Christian. And I say that because I do that so often myself. Or even worse, sleeping on God. Having your eyes closed and keep hitting that snooze button when he's trying to wake you up into reality that you're in the fight for your life, that there's someone who wants to take eternity away from you. And he's trying to wake us up and he's shaking and he's putting alarms and he's trying to get our attention. But sometimes our position, our posture is one of rest and one of sleep and one of don't wake me up. God really needs us in one position. To me, even though it's not explicitly stated, that position is kneeling. Now, why, Christian? Why is that position that God needs us in kneeling? Because if you've ever been in that position, you know that the hardest time is the first time. That first time of bending your knees is the hardest time ever. Now, see, for me, it took the world to bend me to my knees. It took my own 
issues, my own struggles that I was trying to deal with my own for me to be brought to my knees, to be put in a position to listen to what God had for my life. Because for so long, and I still get caught up in the same thing today, where I say, you got it, Christian. It's your responsibility. It falls on you. It's up to you. If you don't do it, it's a failure. And so I continue to try. I continue to try. And it was until I let go that I truly see that God cared so much for me. And I was truly able to see that I wasn't in it alone, that I had someone who had been there the whole time and was creating a way forward even though I felt like there was no possibility. It's in the position of humility and surrender that we understand our true position. How many of you guys have seen the movie Saving Private Ryan? It's a war movie. Yeah, it's an older one. It's a classic. For uh, guys my age, man, war movies are the greatest. My brother can attest. He's a pastor too. And in that movie, Tom Hanks, who's a soldier who survived World War II, is standing above the graves of his companion. And he's looking down at all the people who have made a sacrifice. And he gets a flashback to when he was in boot camp and he's training to go and storm the beaches of Omaha. And his drill sergeant is yelling at him, you need to earn it. You need to earn it. Everything you do, you got to work for it. You got to earn it. You need to deserve it. And so he's looking at all his fallen comrades and he's asking himself, have I earned it? Did I do enough? Because they've earned it. And he's sitting there, he's asking, why not me? See, the earth will have you believe that it's you, that the responsibility falls on your shoulders, that there's something that you do or there's something that you don't do that will bar you entry into Jesus' arms. When we are in the wrong position or posture, our why can be wrong. See, because that movie, the world will tell you to earn it, when we have someone, Jesus Christ, who died on the cross at Calvary, who had his arms stretched wide, and he said, it is finished. I have earned it for you. We can't love others or show God's love if we're coming from a selfish posture or position. When I'm on my knees thinking about what God can do for me, what I can do to try to please God, man, I eliminate the whole gospel. I eliminate the Great Commission because my position as a believer of Jesus Christ is to be praying for a community. It's to be praying for those around me. It's to be looking to be Jesus' hands and feet to those who are in my circle. One thing I want you guys to realize it's something that I didn't realize until I was a sophomore here at Swahoo, sitting in this church. And I want you to leave today knowing that if there 
is nothing that you can do to earn God's grace. Absolutely nothing. There's also nothing you can do that can keep you from God's grace. You just have to receive it. But see, this is the issue. Because when we are in the position to receive God's grace, we are also able to understand better the position God has called you to as a son or a daughter of God. Many of our positions right now does not reflect that. And this is mine included. Sometimes many of us think God's just a vending machine. And we're pushing that button and we're saying, God, you're not dispensing what's going on. Sometimes we're like, hey God, it's a good checkup. It's the weekly checkup, you know, just making sure everything's good. You know, I'll talk to you later. But Jesus calls us deeper. He calls us into a deeper understanding. Because to me, this is greatly illustrated in the following verses. And I want us to look at that now. In Matthew chapter 6, verses 8 and following through to 13. That's Matthew chapter 6, verses 8. Therefore do not be like them, for your Father knows the things you have need of before you ask Him. He is your Father. He tells you His position. And inadvertently, He tells you your position as well. As someone who is thought about. As someone who is planned for. As someone who is included. As someone who will be taken care of. As someone who is loved. As someone who is cherished. As someone who has died for. He knows what we need before we ask Him. But it continues. And He says, Jesus says, In this manner, therefore pray. He's putting us in our position to help us understand His position. Our Father in heaven. He tells us where the Father is. In heaven. Hallowed be your name. He tells us the position of the Father's name. That it is to be uplifted. It is to be the most high name. It is to be hallowed. It is to be revered. Your kingdom come. Lord, we are in a posture to receive you. Lord, we are in a position wanting your kingdom here on this earth. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Lord, we're in a posture not to wait until you move, but Lord, we will allow the Holy Spirit to work through us, to move us. Lord, work through us so that on earth as it is in heaven. And see, I love this next part because Jesus doesn't call us into perfection. He calls us into consistency. And he says, give us this day our daily bread. And see, this is so critical because he asks us daily to be in a position to receive him. And it's when we're in a position to receive grace that we are better able to understand the position God has called you to. Again, a son and a daughter. But most of all, God doesn't care whether you're here, whether you're there, whether that secret place is to or fro, whether that secret place is back of your dorm, or maybe it's right before you walk into work. Jesus cares about the position 
and the posture of our heart. He cares where we're at in here. Because if there's anyone who's struggling, if there's anyone who feels like you haven't been heard, you feel numb, you feel like it's not working, you feel like you don't understand, I want to invite you to kneel with me. I want to invite you at this moment to kneel with me and to get into a position to receive the message that God has for us. So as the praise scene comes up and starts playing, I'm gonna be in the front kneeling. And I'm gonna invite the rest of you to kneel as well or to come up and join me to pray as well. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, I thank you so much for bringing us to this moment, Lord, bringing us to this position here in this church. And God, Lord, as imperfect as we are, as many problems as we have, as many other positions that we could be in, Lord, God, I ask that you move the position of our heart towards you. Lord, whatever obstacles, whatever things might be taking us away, distracting us from you, Lord, remove them. Lord, we give you permission to remove them. And Lord, I pray the prayers of Daniel, Lord, that you might heal our community. Lord, that you might heal us as your people. Lord, that you might forgive us as a people of our sins. Lord, help us to humble ourselves, to turn to you, to seek your countenance. And Lord, I trust that you will heal our land, that you will bring the spiritual vitalization that we so seek. So Jesus, Lord, our hopes rest in you. And I'm excited to see you answer these prayers. And I pray all these things in the powerful and the wonderful name of Jesus Christ. Amen.